Welcome to another episode of the Relax Just Love podcast. We, I have the pleasure of uh, sitting with Ryan. Ryan is the host of Americans. Shit, I'm gonna mess it up. It's Americans Best Restaurant. Is that it? America's Best Restaurants. Ah, there you go. I'm Canadian. What the hell do I know? <laughs> so America's Best Restaurant. So you're one of the producer and. Yeah, one of the producers and one of the hosts of the show we created called America's Best Restaurants. I know that you you were producer before. You're still producing right now, but you've been to host it mm -hmm. about what, a couple of months ago, maybe? About two or three months, yeah. How does it feel to be in front of the camera? You know, uh, being behind the camera, it was easy to critique everybody in front of, of the course. camera, right? Yeah, of course. And then you get in front of the camera. And I remember my first episode I hosted, uh, I sat there with the guy, you know, it was probably about a 10 minute episode. And I couldn't tell you one thing that I said, or one thing that he said until it was all said and done. Yeah. All and reaction. But I watched the episode and, you know, it turned out great. I would actually say it's probably one of my better episodes. Yeah, there were things that I watched that I've changed since then. But uh, being that I was in front of the camera and kind of blacked out, if you will, uh, I think it turned out pretty good. It's it's interesting because that's um, that's something that most people that are never in front of a camera or don't record a lot of content online or at least are not trying to get their content better listening to what you're saying like let's say a podcast for example i've listened to so many of my podcasts and how many times it was like cringing i'm stop saying that word stop <laughs> saying that you always have a catch-up word that you tend to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and what sucks is that i used to say I'll be honest. I used to say that all the time. Then I gave a presentation uh, to about 50 or 60 people. And afterwards, my boss, my old boss was on that call. So I called him up. First thing I do when, when I finish the training, I call my boss and I'm like, what do you have to say? He's like, you got to stop saying, I'll be honest. Not only is it annoying because you're always saying it, but if you deconstruct what it means is that By you saying, I'll be honest right now, that means that most of the time you're lying. Yep. So how do you feel? Does, does that bother you to watch your videos and like, mm, stop it? Yeah, I'm a big user of uh, mm. a lot. And I think that's kind of a rookie move. So yeah. the more I listen to myself, the more I pick up on that. I've had a lot of people uh, listen to me or watch my videos. I almost did it right there. <laughs> uh but they again <laughs> see it's hard it's hard to break that that habit but that's one thing that i've heard a lot of feedback um, about was you know try and watch those us try and cut those out so it's something i'm more conscious of now um it wasn't something in the beginning that i've really even noticed at all you know it's one of the first thing that i cut off it's one of the hardest thing you're absolutely right the trick and as much as i hate politicians i i have to respect the way they speak like a lot of them are great great orators like they speak and they're just beautiful to listen to and that's one of the first thing that you noticed 
is that they completely re- there's no um uh there's no hesitation or sorry it's not an hesitation it's called a filler yeah we tend to believe that silences are not good so we need to fill that silence with something and the best we could come up with is uh <laughs> You know, another while we're on the politician topic, I'll give credit to them uh, for the longest time when I would listen to them or they would mess up the city they were in. Like, yeah. How, how dumb are they? They don't even know where they're at. Not that how hard. We're traveling around. I could be in my own hometown in Dayton and yeah. I would mess up the city that we're in. I'm like, I, I get it now. OK, so it's I'm different not- when you're in front of a camera. It the is. game's not the same at all. And when you're moving around that much, it's hard to keep track of where you're at anymore. But it is one of the things that's going to be the most impactful, though, is to be able to remove those fillers. Same thing as pointing. I don't know if you noticed, but they never point. No. They look at the camera. They don't speak like this. They always somehow, I don't know how to call that move, but they kind of put their thumb on top of the index. And it's like they're holding a fake, uh, a fake, pen or something and they're just yeah we have so we have one guy on our crew who points a lot i mean yeah you know always is doing this or something and that's one of the things that we all critique him on that's the great thing about what we're doing is you we have a really good team that really has each other's back so we're able to help each other out and kind of point out little things here and there must be pretty cool though to be able to travel the u.s because you guys are all over the place i know you were saying last week you were in las vegas i think last week or two weeks two weeks ago something like that it, we were in vegas about three weeks ago now we'll be three back in vegas uh in another two weeks um i'm going to tennessee next week we'll be in knoxville nashville gatlinburg yeah it's a lot of fun man we're all over the country when we first started we started in florida and Drove all the way up the East Coast into New York, and now we've got van number two. So, I mean, we're, we're all over the place. It's a beautiful thing to be able to travel, especially if you're paid for it, especially if you're getting paid to travel. This is, uh, this is quite interesting, if you ask me. And, you know, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because you're vegan, but some of the restaurants that you go obviously are not vegan is is it something that bothers you or is it something you'd like to launch something that's more towards veganism like just the restaurants that you visit are like the best vegans the america's best vegan restaurant because it's just a word that you need to add in the middle yeah nigo i would love to do that i would love to launch you know, an America's best restaurants, vegan version. Um, yeah. Vegan edition or something like that. Right. Yeah. We've been to a handful of vegan restaurants and it's all, you know, places that I've called and set up because obviously the rest of the crew is not vegan. <laughs> and in the beginning, a lot of the guys, you know, as typical men do, they're, oh, I'm not eating that vegan crap. Give me a steak. Yeah. So, yeah. When we got our first vegan restaurant, I was, you know, I was through the moon to the moon. I was stoked uh we get there and some of the guys are cracking on the chicken wings they made like actual chicken they made them look like chicken wings with the sugar yep. in there and everything so i was like i guess i'll try that one because it looks like it and they loved it they loved yep. this 
what is this made with? It looks like and tastes just like chicken. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not out here eating grass, despite what you think. We still like the way things taste. We just don't like the way that they're made. So, you know, we remake them to still taste similar. But, you know, I've made believers out of some of the guys. They, you know, there's one guy on our crew who now him and his wife have two or three days a week where they don't eat any meat. It's interesting how just leading by example can change a lot of people's minds uh, without having to preach, without having to say anything, just them seeing you eat the way you eat. Because I used to do that all the time at work. I would sh- Most of the people there would know because they wouldn't know because I told them. They would know because I'm always eating and they would never see meat and anything that I eat. So they start asking questions. And it's hard for people to understand a 210-pound guy that looks the way I do that doesn't eat animals it makes it seems like they cannot register that it doesn't make sense in their heads but i think it gives a lot of credibility to what vegan food can actually do to somebody and i'm somebody that's always working out i'm always training i love to run i love to do a lot of physical very physical activities and for some reason people imagine vegans to be those little scrawny uh, people like little scrawny guys that hang out at Starbucks and that can barely lift the weight of their laptops. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. There's definitely a stereotype that goes along with vegans, especially yeah. for men, you know, and yeah. a lot of yeah. men, if you're not eating meat, you're not a man, you know? Uh, so <laughs> the fact that we're not eating meat and we're still men, we get at least I know I do. I get razzed about that a lot. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand it. Or, you know, a couple of guys on our team, we were on our way to a shoot where this was early when I first started hosting and it was a chicken wing place. Yeah. You know? And the guy says, uh, you're going to eat a piece of chicken, right? Said, no. <laughs> chicken's not meat. <clears throat> no, chicken's definitely meat. Well, would you eat fish? So does it have a face? Yeah. Yes. I said, well, yeah, so I'm not going to eat fish. I'm not going to eat chicken. But what are you going to eat? So I don't know. It depends on what they have when we get there, which, you know, normally you get used to as a vegan. If you're going out to eat, you pull up the menu and look at the menu first. We yeah. go to seven, eight restaurants a day. So in the beginning, yes, I was on it. I was looking at the menu before we ever got there, but we don't get to pick when we, it's not like we're going there to eat for ourselves. We're going there to feature food that they yeah. Three of their more popular menu items is what we asked them to feature. So when we get there, it's especially before hosting, it's not anything that I had any input on. So if they made a salad, if they made, you know, French fries as a side, I was picking at that stuff. Yep. Now that I've transitioned into the host role, it's now I'm looking at the menu again when we get there. All right, they're making this, this, and this. I also saw that you had an impossible burger. I see that you guys have roasted cauliflower. Like let's, yep. let's feature one of those things because when I'm hosting, you know, it's fun for the audience. If I get in there and I take a bite of something, I compliment on how it tastes. So I like to, now that I'm hosting, I like to get in there look at the menu before I get there and kind of direct them into making something that I can eat, which has worked out a lot better for me. And there's some days that were really long and a lot of French fries. So. I remember, um, I remember you sent me one of your episodes and I noticed that it was, uh, it was a burger place. 
all you tasted was like the coleslaw. I'm not even sure if it was coleslaw. It was a type of salad and the French fries. That's it. You yeah. were picking like it, it was three burgers stacked as hell in front of you. And all you're picking is at the sides. Yeah. I think he actually. I, I think he passed was... a comment, too. I'm pretty yeah. sure he passed a comment as you're not going to try the burger. Yeah. And you totally ignored him and started yeah. eating fries. I've had that a few times, you know, and it's, I always prep them before we get on camera, but it's that same thing for me in that first episode that I hosted, I got on there and I blacked out. So I'm not mad at these guys when we get on camera and I've had one guy pass me, they did like a chicken finger and a hot dog bun kind of thing. Sure. Sure. This kid's going on and on about how great this is and that, and I had just told him two minutes before, I'm not going to eat any of the chicken. I'm probably going to pick up some of these fries hey man try this and <laughs> passes it over to me so uh, on camera you have to quickly dodge those kind of things yeah. where he hands me that and I was, you know you described that so well and i could see your eyes light up oh, i'm gonna let you have that one yeah no <laughs> you gotta be fast on your feet absolutely yeah but it was good when i saw you do it you didn't really like i don't think the guy noticed like you were able to change the subject and the guy just continued talking about his food but didn't really realize that you completely avoided to eat one of the burgers that was in front of you. It's good. It's, it's one of the toughest things to be able to think on your feet without looking stupid. No, we're, you know, we're traveling the country. We're going to, I just had six, seven, eight restaurants a day. Some of this food looks really good. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to try that. I'm not going to eat your, your chicken wings or your burgers. Now, if we go somewhere and they have cauliflower wings, that's one of my, yeah. You think it's possible for you to convince your boss to actually do one? Doing that, do a, um, a vegan edition, a segue of it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, later on down the road, we're still fairly new. You know, yeah. we started this uh, journey. We officially got on the road end of June, beginning of July. Oh, ball. Okay. So it's very, very recent. Yeah. Very recent. You know, he's had this idea since 2018. <laughs> Yeah, so he's been sitting on the idea for two years. I don't want to come in in the first six months and change everything up on him, but I do add my uh, my spice to it, I guess, if you will. I, I call on and schedule vegan restaurants, which in the beginning was something that he was totally against. He's definitely one of those man eat meat kind of guys. So when I went to him and said, "Hey, I've scheduled three or four vegan restaurants for next week," at first it was kind of, "He did what?" And then <laughs> we get there, you know, and some of the guys try the food and especially meet the people. Once you get past the fact that somebody doesn't eat meat and that's like your big stickler and you realize that, hey, no, there's just people too. And I, I think that transfers over into any area of your life. You know, once you see beyond something that is a roadblock for you in front of another person and see that they are just a person as well, then you guys have a common ground, you know, you're not no longer looking at this person as oh, a vegan or oh a meat eater you see people as people yeah i don't know it's um that's an interesting point i don't know how people see vegan in general i'm so i've been removed so much from society in a way that i live in the middle of nowhere and where i'm from the lockdowns are brutal so everything is closed all the time but I kind of forgot what it is to be judged by other people for being vegan. Cause all I do is online, but most 
all my profiles uh, on Instagram or Facebook are all about veganism. So it's if you're if you follow me, chances are you're vegan, or else you're looking to get vegan, or you're just an asshole and you just want to argue with me. Which whatever, it's it's fine by me. Either either one is fine by me. But it's true that in uh, considering that you're 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 going to so many restaurants, you must get. Yeah, I could see how your team is kind of making fun of you. Not that it's deserved, but I can see how it happens. Yeah. I've obtained the name Broccoli Ryan at work. That's, oh, yeah, you told me that. That's freaking funny. Yeah. We have two I told Ryan. you, man, you should you should totally have a picture of you a la Stevo, you know, like Stevo from Jackass, where he has his two thumbs up. Yeah. And just make the same face, but instead of having thumbs, just having uh, broccolis in your hands. And it just says Broccoli Ryan. It make for a great t-shirt. You told me about it. I still have the note written down. So <laughs> I, I didn't hate the idea at all. I didn't. I'm telling you, man, get me. Uh, go on uh, Fiverr. Fiverr.com. Mm-hmm. Find a person that does a logo. It'll cost you 10 bucks US top. Maybe even five. Just do them have like a, uh, a drawing done of one of your pictures. and hold two broccoli send it over i'll make you a t-shirt i'll, I'll right. design it for you i'll send one over to you because that would be good that would that would make for a good t-shirt they would love it if i walked in the office with a broccoli ryan t-shirt yeah and you don't say anything you just walk or walk in like it's just another day and just yeah they probably it's a good nickname actually i i think it's good broccoli ryan i like it there's a ring to it <laughs> No, it's so, a, it's so a fun atmosphere. I was just gonna say it's a it's a fun atmosphere where we are. You know, they pick on me for being vegan, yeah. You know, and there's a handful of things that everybody gets picked on. You know, it's just kind of sitting around. It, it's almost like locker room kind of talk. You know, the whole time we're in the office. We just hired our first girl not too long ago, so now it's kind of like. Ooh, what am I allowed to say? What am I not allowed to say? <laughs> it adds a, a, a different, uh, a different, a little bit different atmosphere, you know? It's uh, definitely a, an atmosphere filled, filled with dudes is going to be a lot different than a mixed, a mixed uh, company. Yeah. Very, yeah. very different. Extremely different. For sure. There were a lot of uh, that's that jokes before. And now you hear somebody say that's what she said, but they have like a question kind of tone yeah, to their voice. Yeah. Like, Am I allowed to get away with this? But no, we have I, fun. She fits our crew pretty well. It, you know, those are those are one of the things that kind of bothers me with where we are uh, socially, that everything is now unacceptable. Because at the end of the day, Hazing is part of it. I've been hazed. I've hazed people. I come from a martial art background. How many times have I been called names? And imagine a vegan guy in martial art that used to, that, that fought. I heard it all, but you know what? Nothing beats getting your ass kicked by somebody that's all dressed in pink. So, you know, it's, it's, but it's, it's part of the game. In my opinion, as, as men, we haze, that's what we do. And, I don't know that it's a bad thing. I think it's it's not an abuse. It's not bullied. 
there there is a fine line between bullying and hazing people but i think it's all part of fun we need to have us we, we need to be able to have a sense of humor about this yeah i definitely agree with you i think that there i think there's that fine line but yeah. to a degree that's kind of what we do as men that's kind of how we communicate almost you know yeah uh yeah. I know I can spend 30, 40 minutes on the phone with an old friend who, you know, maybe lives another state or two away and get off the phone. And, you know, somebody asked me like, Oh, how's his kids doing? I'm like, I don't know. We really just spent almost an hour just bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you, you know, how he felt about the, you know, the football game last week, or I can, I could tell you a new nickname he caught at work, you know, something like that. But, we don't really get on there and talk about anything of importance unless it's a topic that we discussed prior to a call or something or that's the call. But if we just call to catch up, it's just normally just talking shit back and forth. Yeah. Talking shit. See, that's a good term. That's, that's kind of what we do. We, we like to not fight, but we like to be physical. Mm -hmm. We like to talk a lot of shit and we like to haze people. That sounds about right. That's what, that's what basically men do. Yeah. That's what my boys do right now. They're six and 10. You know, they're yeah. constantly bickering with each other and their mom hates it. It drives her absolutely <laughs> insane. She's constantly screaming at him. Stop. What are you guys doing? I'm like, they'll figure it out. <laughs> Let them they're go. Boys. They're boys. Exactly. You, my you daughter know the difference between a boy and a man? What's up? The price of her toys. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know people don't like that expression anymore. Boys will be boys because it, they, I think it's it, it got taken out of uh, out of proportion. It's like asshole behavior from men is not normal behavior from men. Right. It's not like we say it's locker talk. That, that's the worst part. Like you, you hear it's locker room talk, like we're talking about all nasty things about women. We're being super sexist. We're just being a dumb, uh, a bunch of dumb, stupid idiot that are calling each other's name. That, that are caller. We're just calling, making fun of that guy's shorts, making fun of how that guy talks. But it's it's it, it's weird. I, I it, it baffles me that boys will be boys is now a banned expression for some reason. I think uh, it could be tied into almost an excuse expression. You know. Yeah, catch all. Yeah, kind of, you know, if I do something stupid and yeah. you know, let's say that their mom catches me doing something stupid and she's razzing me about it and I try and throw out the excuse, boys will be boys. You know, I, I think that's kind of why it got taken to the uh, negative side of things is because it was used as an excuse too much for stupid behavior that we often do. But we are stupid in general. Most men are, we're quite immature. Yeah. We're kind of stupid. We like to tease each other. I would say we talk a lot of shit. I'd say men like to have immature fun. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I think it's totally normal because you know there's the expression that says, "Do you grow? Do you stop playing because you grow old, or do you grow old because you stop playing?" That's a good one. Yeah. So when you think about it, kids are not mature. They don't see the world the same way. They tend to have a lot more fun doing every th everyday thing activities. Right. 
So I'm not saying that we're more fun to be around, but maybe that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been a girl, so I don't know what kind of fun they have. But <laughs> well, I've seen a porn once, and it seems very interesting what they do. I'm just messing, but it started out a little different. Huh? No, yeah. Dude, for and to go back to my boys, man. Like I watched them play and do some stuff that you know I would do when I was a kid. And I get roped right back into it. Like yesterday, they took their football out front and they pulled rocks out of the garden and made bases. Something that I'm sure if their mom saw, she probably would have ran out there and had him pick the rocks up or yelled at them. If they would have fallen on the rocks, they would have hurt themselves. I put my shoes on. We went out there and we turned the game into a kickball game with a football. Like it got really interesting. There were a lot of laughs. We've lived in this house, you know, going on two years, and my boys finally just made friends with the neighborhood kids. They were a little shy at first. Now I've got 10 boys, you know, all around the age of 10 years old, running in and out of here every day after three o'clock. You know, one, one parent walked over here, was it two days ago? I can't find Blaine. I'm like, oh, he's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> There's a strip of like four or five houses right now where all the boys are running in and out of all these houses all day. And it fills my heart with joy just to listen to them run around, make stupid jokes, play with each other. Dad, can I go to the park? Yeah, bud, go ahead, go to the park. I love that. I love that they're not sitting in here playing video games like they have been for the first year that we lived here. And I've been pushing them. I'm like, hey, you know, like our neighbor has a 10-year-old boy. Why don't you go play with them? When I was a kid, it was never sitting house. Maybe we just didn't have the video game technology that they do now, but it was constantly, you know, crack of dawn. I was up and out of the house all summer long, you know, every day after school. There was a kid down the street from me. His name was David. That was my dude. I would run out of the house every day. David had an older brother. I had a cousin that lived down the street. They were in middle school, high school. We were young elementary kids. So like they towered over us, but we played hockey in the street with them. We played football in the side yard, basketball. I mean, we were constantly outside getting pummeled by these big kids. And so for my boys to finally get outside and start playing, I love that. I love to sit there and watch them and hear, hear them say that stupid stuff back and forth that boys say to each other. You know, the little one, the six-year-old will run in every now and again so-and-so pushed me or did this like christian you're playing football with the boys like you gotta <laughs> get out there and yeah. push them <laughs> so i just i love it i love that i love that they finally got out that they've made some friends and I, I like i said i love listening to them run around just being boys boys will be boys there it is you know Looking back, because I come from a very small town and I used to play out every day. If I was inside, is because I was punished. Yep. I did something that was not acceptable and my mom decided to punish me. But at the same time, the more time I spent outside, the more injured I got, the more cuts, the more bruises, the more everything. And now they don't even phase me anymore. It's absolutely crazy when you think about it. Like, I'll cut myself. I'm bleeding all over the place. I'm like, oh, there's cut towels and duct tape. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to whatever I'm doing. Like, I get injured all the time. I've broken so many. I've broken my arm two years ago in the middle of a jiu-jitsu ro a roll. 
I finished the round. Like I, I, I knew right oh. away. It's like, clack. I heard it. I felt it. My arm broke. I finished the round. And then I'm like, okay, bro, I'm going to have to go to the hospital. <laughs> my arm's broken. <laughs> But you it teaches it, you that though. Being, being, playing outside, playing sports. I know sports taught me that. Playing in the woods taught me that. How many times did I get injured? How many times did I come home bleeding all over the place? And my mom became, she probably has as much experience as nurses now. Like she messes, she, she's messed with me my whole life saying that she has a nursing degree because of all the, the stupid shit that I've done that got me injured somehow. But it develops your mental, your mental toughness. I think it's something that kids nowadays really lack, like outside of um, extremely athletic people. You know, when you, you look at about it, 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 maybe it's me that's wrong, but from an outsider's perspective, it seems that kids are doing less and less physical activity. They're participating less and less in sports that could toughen them up, for lack of a better term. And I think it shows when they become adults. I think it really transpires to, I don't want to say that they're weaker, but they're not, they're definitely not as tough. And being physically tough makes you mentally tougher too. Like both go together. If you're always hurting yourself, but you're making fun of it, you're just like, well, I'm playing football. I broke my arm. Whoopity-doo, I'll get it fixed. And then I'll get to play in a month or two. But until then, it's... I think it's, I think, I, I know for boys will be boys. We need it. I think, I, I know I need it. And if I ever have boys, I hope that they're like that too. I hope that they're going to be tough little bastards, right? Right. No, that's uh, one thing. I think the mental toughness, um, you know, that comes definitely from playing outside. I think yep. the more they sit inside and, behind the screen of a video game or behind the screen of a tablet or phone you know the more they have this facade it's like yeah we can be tough behind the keys of a message board kind of thing but get out there get dirty uh yeah. you know get cuts get scrapes get bruises i want them to break an arm but break an arm <laughs> like do something that gets you outside and i remember being a kid drinking out of the water hose because it, you guys come in this house one more time you're staying in this house well yep. we, we didn't want to do that i remember as a kid uh there was a period of time where we lived with our cousins so there were six of us little kids all in one house nice god bless my mom and my aunt because i couldn't do it now um looking at looking at it from the adult side of things <laughs> yeah geez, yeah there's no way i would want to do that Uh, but they, they did and they loved it. And having those conversations with my aunt, who was primarily the one that stayed at home with all of us kids, she would tell us all the time, I never had any problems with you guys. That's because we were always outside. Yeah. I remember digging holes in the backyard for no reason whatsoever. Uh, you know, finding frogs down by the creek or, you know, getting tadpoles and bringing them home and watching them grow into frogs and taking them back out and releasing them playing football in the yard you know we had a side yard that as a kid I thought was the size of a football field uh since I've since moved back to Ohio I've driven past that house 
a side yard is tiny. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, there's no way. They must have done something. That thing was a hundred yards long. The world's so big when you're small. You know, it's it's a it's a lot of fun out there. And I'm I'm just glad to see my boys finally getting out of there and having fun. I can't tell you the joy that it brings me to hear them run in the door with, you know, a few of their friends and their little feet patter up the stairs. And we've got a chinchilla and a dog here. So the other neighborhood kids think the chinchilla is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And, oh, what is that? You know, the boys get all excited telling them about the chinchilla and, you know, she loves raisins. So they feed her raisins. She'll crawl out on your sleeve. She'll let you give her kisses and stuff. She's probably, I love that little thing. That thing's so sweet. I go in there every night and play with her. You know, the, uh, it just reminded me when I broke my arm a couple of years ago, I went to work and it just so turns out that one of the women I worked with had also broke her arm. I don't know what the chances were, but she was sitting right across from me. I think she took three weeks off of work after that. Like after breaking her her arm. Mm -hmm. And you know what I was doing? I was still teaching martial art class with my arms wrapped and I was still hitting the bag and kicking bags. It's just that I kept my arm, my right arm next to my body where it should be. I put it in a sling. So for sure that it, it wouldn't get banged against something when I'm not paying attention. And yeah, I had the soft cast on it. I'm just holding it there in the sling and I'm continuing my life like nothing happens. And I guarantee you it was because of how I grew up. Is because if you look at my body, I'm cut in the face, I'm cut in the hands, my arms. It wasn't for the fact that I'm so heavily tattooed. I'm so scarred up on those arms from falling, from any given reason from banging myself everywhere and it reminded me what i looked at that woman taking so much time off for the exact same injury as me i'm just that's definitely mental toughness so it is a great thing to see your kids do that not only for the fun aspect but it's gonna pay out in the long run when it comes to because life sucks man you're gonna get injured you're gonna go down something's gonna happen to you and it's all about how you deal with that situation that matters, not the situation itself doesn't matter. What matters is, okay, I got knocked down. I just broke my arm. I, something happened. Am I tough enough to do something about it and to just carry on? Or do I play? I don't want to say play the victim, but yeah, no, screw that. You play the victim and you're hurt. So it's the perfect opportunity to be lazy and have excuses. I think we were talking what, just yesterday about how people, yeah. you know, we think people might just be naturally lazy. And yeah. I, that also, that ties into not only that conversation that we have, but the uh, conversation of motivation. You know, uh-huh. we're obviously motivated to stay in martial arts, even with a broken arm. This woman was looking for an excuse, any excuses she could use to lay around and not do anything. Three weeks. Oh, that's, that's a nice chunk of time. But, you, you know, and there, there's also a different in the way I take care of my body too. Like if I looked at her, she's not the type that's hitting the gym five times a week or that's doing a lot of exercise. Like she's, let's call a spade a spade. She's on the lazier side of things, as you just mentioned. She, she's not very careful with her health at all. So I'm not surprised that 
her mental health or your her mental toughness is not where it could be mm. it's not very surprising but it's i find it a bit disappointing though that we that we let that one go because too often i think that people associate exercise and sports and what you eat with uh vanity as in i want to look a certain way and this is why i do it and i've had that discussion you know my girlfriend tells me uh, what happens if i get fat i'm like you're not gonna get fat <laughs> like i'm not saying i'm not even counting that as a possibility because the way she eats never gonna happen she's so careful about what she eats but i know what she's saying and basically what she's saying is would you still love me if i was fat and in my head i'm like do you realize that for you to go from 110 pounds or 113 pounds that you are right now and you gaining let's say 60 pounds so that you're 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 becoming a big girl do, do you realize the mental state that you would be in for you to allow yourself to become that person like it's it's not physical anymore most people that are very overweight are not in a good mental state there's no way that you love being in that state there i'm sure there's there's exceptions but the rule of thumb is you're not happy you're you might not understand why you're doing it to yourself but you're basically punishing yourself why you're doing that is the problem is the problem why would i date it why would i date somebody that is not good mentally why would i be with somebody that's like that yeah, I think, you know, if somebody goes from 110 to 160, you know, call it a year or something, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely a sign that there's something outside of a lifestyle and a diet that has changed. Yeah. So, yeah. And for me, it's the opposite. So when I don't work out, I actually lose weight. Like I'm a very naturally, <laughs> I, I am that scrawny guy. Like if I didn't work out, I would be that vegan that everybody looks, you know, as a, as the man, you know, the scrawny vegan, I even got the little man bun. So I would, that's what that. I was going to say. If you're I not would, watching the video, you're just listening to this. Ryan has a beard, a man bun. He kind of looks like a new school Jesus. <laughs> so he, if you were skinnier, with a soy latte coffee you would definitely be the hipster vegan that everybody expects to see that's true sitting in starbucks with like my <laughs> fake leather boots and my pants cuffed up with the button yeah yeah that, i could easily fall into that category yeah. uh, I'm, I'm more of a hoodie and sweatpants all the time kind of guy though yeah but um so yeah for me when i'm not working out i'll lose weight i'll go yeah I think when I graduated high school, I was like 140. Yeah. And I remember one, one of the guys eyes back to that, you know, boys will be boys kind of razzing each other thing, but it's something that really stuck with me is this little kid and his name was Sean. We just got done. We were in gym. We just got done with gym class and all the boys are in the locker room and he looks over and he says, you know, if likes did steroids, he would probably be a, a normal size human being. Like, he told you that? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So as I grew older and, you know, I just went through a pretty big life change in the last, we'll call it five years. Yeah. And in that time is where I really started to work out. I'd never done it before. I'd always made the joke, you know, when my friends would 
get on me about, you know, going, if you just went to the gym, you know, my, my guy friends before this life change uh, time of mine would always, I was very, I don't know how to, I really wanted to word this, but I was very good at talking to women where a lot of my guy friends were not good at talking yeah. to women. So it was always, you know, Ryan could go talk to her for me or, you know, Ryan probably has three or four girls that would come out with us tonight. And I did, I did. So once I made these life changes, they were always telling me back then, if you just worked out, imagine how much more attractive you would be. Yeah. And it wasn't until like I finally got myself into the gym that I really started falling in love with myself. Like at that time I was running on, you know, drugs and alcohol. I wasn't drug running on confidence or anything like that. It was strictly whatever the booze was pouring out of my mouth. So now that, you know, I've gotten a good head on my shoulders, sobered up a little bit and started hitting the gym and started, you know, really taking off uh, personally and in my business life as well, professionally. Um, am I finally able to see those results, see what everybody was saying back then about hitting the gym and feeling good about myself and putting on that weight? Uh, you know, I'm probably consistently, I would say I'm up 20, 25 pounds from where I was then. Yeah. Uh, do I want to be up a little bit higher? Yeah, I do. Uh, and something that I'm really working on right now for the first time is actually finding the ways to bulk up, uh, on my own. i been in CrossFit gyms before that have really helped me with that. And their programming, I think is great. Yep. Uh, but like a lot of people who get into CrossFit, uh, without much of the background in the gym world, I got injured. I got injured a couple of different times that put me out. And so it's trying to find those things now that work for me on my own, uh, in the gym, finding different workout programs. Uh, I've signed up with one workout program that we've talked about. Um, and I really like that one. I've been using that one for the last few weeks. Uh, I signed up with him a long time ago, so I haven't been in touch with him. I've just been running off of everything that he sent me a couple of months ago. I should probably reach back out to him. Yeah. We're not talking about conscious muscle, are we? We are. Yeah. <laughs> I know we are. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely we talking are. about Jordan from conscious muscle. I need to reach back out to him. Uh, you know, I sent him, it's probably October. Uh, I signed yeah. up for his program because I was tired of sitting around. I was losing weight. Like I said, I, yeah. if I don't work out, I lose weight. I was probably down to, I know I was down to 150. And it was yeah. like, all right, shit, you got to do something. Yeah. So uh, I was in a rut. You know, I get uh, definitely around that time, October, November, December, I, I get seasonal depression, like the cold, not being able to go outside and quote unquote play. Like the boys will be boys. I love being outside. So, the cold and I do not get along. I don't know how you do it. Snow, man. I don't know how you do it up there. It just gets cold. We don't have snow. Oh, yeah. That's not the same. That's true. Because here there's, I went in the back to play with my drone the other day and I had, I think I had snow mid leg. So mid thigh, I mean, like about midway above my knee. And I'm just there. I'm like, holy shit, there's, there's, and there's not that much snow right now. I don't know. Cause it's still going to snow a lot this month and next month. So there's not that much snow. We got maybe an inch or definitely not two. They canceled school. The kids had the day off. And we had, we there's a day this week we had 12 in one day. I think it probably, 
snowed 14 or 15 inches this week alone. See, that it, could like there's a video. If you check my stories up from yesterday, mm -hmm. there's a video. I was outside with my dog yesterday, uh, just shoveling. And one of my two German shepherds, she's nuts. She's completely crazy. And she loves to get snow thrown at her. <laughs> she loves it to a point where she's yapping. She's like, ah, throw it at me. She's just sitting there looking at you like, what are you doing? Throw it at me. And there's like a 20 second video of me. I'm just shovel after shovel, just throw it in her face. And she's jumping. She's trying to eat it all. <laughs> That's awesome. So oh, she's crazy, man. She's a, she's a special dog. So how long does the snow stick around up there? Oh, shit, man. It started November. And I'll probably be here till mid-March. Well, it's like five months of the year, man. Like four mm -hmm. months. Yeah. Four or five months of the year, it's there. But yet, you know, we've had over the past two weeks, we've had some, <clears throat> you guys work in Fahrenheit, right? Yeah. Yep. So we've had quite a few times that were minus 22 and a bit below than that Fahrenheit. But yet at the we but yet in the summer we'll have uh, 35 degrees uh, we'll have 35 degrees Celsius. So what's 35 degrees Celsius? So we'll go from a minus 22 and a bit lower than that during the winter to a 95 100 degrees during the summer. Like they say that in Canada, we have the biggest span, like the biggest wingspan of temperature. So we go, we go super low and we go super high. And man, I've had some days. I remember when the, the snow was melting a few years ago on one day, let's say on the Thursday, it was minus four Fahrenheit. And on the Wednesday, it was actually 68. So you had a, a 40 degrees Celsius span within two days. It's crazy, but we get those all the time. Like we are, our temperatures just all over the place. You accept the fact that you don't know. Jeez. You're yeah. walking around in snowshoes one day. You got your swimming trunks on by Thursday. Yeah, it's exaggerated because at March, there's not that much snow. It's just for some reason it goes cold sometimes, but. Yeah, man, you never know. You absolutely never know. You can be you can be wearing a winter coat one day, and the day after you're walking the dog in your t-shirt, and you're just like, "Holy shit, it's a nice day." I think uh, it's a shame terraces are not opened. <laughs> so yeah, this is the life of a Canadian man. I uh, I only really know the conversion between the Celsius and Fahrenheit because our my boys. We have a rule. You're not allowed to get in the hot tub unless it's 100 degrees in the hot tub. Yeah. So they always want to get in there at the end of the night when they're done playing. It's like bedtime for a school night. So I'll go and switch it from Fahrenheit to Celsius. So they'll go out and check the temperature on the hot tub. It's only 35. I'm like, oh, you don't want to get in there. It's freezing. <laughs> yeah. And 35 is like 95 degrees, yeah, like yeah. 95 Fahrenheit. It's one of those parenting hacks that you learn as they get older. One of them wants McDonald's. The other one wants pizza. And McDonald's is closed today. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it just turns out that today it's closed. Yeah. Listen, man, we, we've been going for, what, 40 minutes, give or take. Yep. It's 
anything else you want to add? I don't mean to cut. Oh, actually, no. You know what? No, no. You need to answer one single question for me. What would you, if you had the possibility to speak to your 14-year-old self, what would you tell you? What would you tell him, you, that person you were? Opportunity to talk to my 14-year-old self. Let's see, where was I when I was 14? All right. I had just... Uh... I'd actually just moved from my hometown. We were, we moved away for about two years and I hated it. I was so mad. I was so mad at my mom. We moved away. Um, I ended up moving back early and staying with my dad. So uh, what I would tell my 14 year old self, man, honestly, I would tell him, give my mom a break and you know, give my parents a break. They're both doing the best that they possibly can. And that's something that I, I still preach to this day, um, you know, to my siblings, uh, because you know, they like to give our upbringing a hard time to one of our parents. Yeah. And I, you know, I always tell them, you know, they did the best they can as, as a parent. Now that's, that's what I know is that, there are nights that I sit in here, man, and I'm just like, I feel like I have failed the kids. Uh, it's really bad around the holidays. A lot of parents feel that around the holidays. And I would, that's what I would tell myself, you know, give, give mom, give mom a break. Um, don't ride her so hard. Don't expect everything. I was, you know, my mom spoiled my sister and I, because she had a, a pretty rough upbringing so she wanted to give us everything we could turn turned us into spoiled little brats so i would tell myself to calm down give mom a break she's doing the best that she can have fun with it don't take everything so personal not everything is done to you as much as it is done for you you should send her that i'll i'll clip it i'll send it to you, you should send right. that to your mother i'm sure she'll be she'll be happy to hear it Listen, bro, it's been a pleasure. Thank oh, you is. for taking the time, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Fuck, thanks. The pleasure is all mine, man. All the success to you. Uh, thanks, bro.